This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer, and coming up later in this episode, I have a really fun interview with Bali from Family Karma. I sat down with her, we talked about the upcoming season three of the show, her experience at BravoCon, lots of fun stuff. It is a good one. But I also wanted to make sure to talk about Real Housewives of Potomac this week. So first of all, I'm just going to chat about the latest episode, just you and I and all of us for a little while, just for a few quick minutes before we get into that into that interview with Bali. But you know, it's going to be a good one. So just, just sit back, relax and let the Monday energy wash over you personally. Um, not to get too uh, raw and real on this podcast, but my Instagram was suspended this morning. I believe it's part of a big glitch that's happening or something. Uh, so TBD on when I'm getting my personal Instagram back, but it's been a harrowing six or so hours to say the least. But you know, luckily we have the ladies of Potomac to uh, soothe our times of strife and that they are doing. This episode, we uh, it centers on Robin's Family Fun Day. And what to say about Robin's Family Fun Day? I don't think that she has the uh, a knack for event planning or execution in a way that is not even not even in a housewife sense, because of course, there is this kind of housewives habit or tendency to go extremely over the top with your events. And look, we don't always need that. We don't always need a singing invitation on delivered on a laptop at the at the door. We don't need, you know, $50,000 spent on decorations or anything like that. It's a it's a kids day at the park. But it does feel like maybe if you are uh you know, if you're spinning the wheel of whose turn is it to host a group event and it lands on you, there is an expectation that there's like some effort going into it. And Robin's Family Fun Day at the park is disorganized, disheveled, as Mia would say, maybe low budget. But you know, it's a family fun day. And some of the families are having some fun. (laughs) The whole thing, of course, became an issue last week when Robin declined to invite Wendy to her family fun day. Um, But so Robin's big plan to, she says it's the plan to fix this and not make it about, you know, not get the kids into the mom's issues. I think that's a little bit of a, (laughs) little bit of a disingenuous way to describe it. But her big plan is that Candace is going to play auntie for the day, and she is going to bring Wendy's kids to the family fun day. But of course, Robin doesn't 
ask Wendy herself if this sounds like something she would be amenable to. She tasks Candace (laughs) with going to Wendy and being like, hi, Robin wants me to bring your kids to the family fun day. And, you know, to, I would think, absolutely no one's surprise, Wendy is not in the mood for that plan. (laughs) It just is, you know, I don't, I want the kids to be able to have fun, but I feel like with Robin in this situation, it's a little bit like, my love, the damage has been done. <laughs> you already went through this whole thing of not inviting Wendy. So then the last minute invite for somebody else to pick up her kids and take them there. It's like, you guys aren't getting along right now. It's not like you have a restraining order and can't be in the same place. Like You're hanging out at a park. Wendy easily could have come with her kids and just hung out and not really to talk to Robin. I mean, Candace and Giselle aren't speaking to each other. Sharice and Karen aren't getting along. Like, you're just standing at the park. I feel like Robin is turning this into a bigger thing than it needs to be. But of course, in her mind, she sees it differently that Wendy's decision not to have Candace bring the kids is just proof that it never really was about the kids to begin with. That if she doesn't want her kids to come and have a good time, then she has a bigger issue with Robin than she's willing to admit. And it's like, I mean, maybe, but also it's just like, it was a weird plan. And the way you had Candace go approach it didn't make it any less weird. Like, I like Robin a lot. I mean, historically, I always, for the most part, enjoy Robin. But in this situation, I'm like, girl please. (laughs) But then of course, Karen's hearing about what happened at the dance studio when there were like three different arguments going on. And she's like, you guys have to be better behaved when I'm not here. Like I can take a sick day. Come on, keep it together as a group. And then pretends maybe to have a coughing fit because she has a respiratory infection and (laughs) walks away. It's like, I should have taken a pack just so she doesn't have to spend time with Sharice. It's like, (laughs) Karen, Karen Huger, please. The hypocrisy on these shows never fails to amaze me. The double standards, the hypocrisy, the, you know, grandstanding and posturing about other people's behavior when it's like, Karen, you are willing to drag Sharice up and down social media. You are leaving the park so that you don't have to hang out with her. Like, please. These women getting into an argument in a dance studio, you're no better. And why are we even acting? But the other big thing we have to talk about is what's going on with Michael and Ashley. And specifically the fact that Ashley has cooked up this plan with her publicist, that she's written a statement with Michael that's, you know, very nice, tied with a bow about their deciding to separate and how there's no specific reason and all of this. And I do sort of wonder exactly the uh, like the unedited version of exactly how this all went down because the fact that Ashley has this conversation and is very you know comes to the agreement that it's like okay I want to put this statement out on a Friday today's the 30th we said April so that it's you know literally you know day after tomorrow okay great we're putting it out this Friday And then like 24 hours later, it's in the press. Not to be all tinfoil hat here, but it does feel a little bit like, 
how many people knew about the conversation that Ashley and Antea, the publicist, had? And how many people knew about that Friday decision? Because it seems like the separation had already been filed or happening or something. Like people knew on some level about the separation. I would imagine in that are in Ashley's life, but the specific timing of it going public seems like it has to be directly tied to the fact that they were about to announce it later that week. Because once that announcement was made, you having, you know, X, Y person having tea about Ashley and Michael is pretty much worthless. You know, you're not going to sell that to a tabloid when they've already put out a statement. I mean, maybe it's interesting if there's more to the story, but that information only really is important before that statement comes out. So it feels to me, again, maybe I'm being, maybe I'm thinking too much into this, but it feels like that had to come from somebody who knew that there was going to be an announcement made within the next few days. And they saw their window of opportunity closing and they said, you know, okay, word on the street is let's go to the blogs. I don't know. I do feel bad for Ashley though, because this leaks to the press I'm sure her phone's getting blown up. Michael is, you know, still healing from his vasectomy or something. I don't know. I don't know how long it takes to heal from a vasectomy. Don't tell me. Don't slide into my DMs. But uh, my DMs that are uh, now uh, suspended, that's a sore subject. But, you know, he thinks Ashley's going to try to get pregnant again. Meanwhile, this separation is leaking to the press. And so Ashley is you know, sitting in the car, trying to get a hold of Michael, calling, texting. At first, they're not going through. I'm like, girl, he might have changed his number. He might have blocked your number. He's he's trying to not be contactable right now. And maybe it's because he, I don't know. I'm not going to make excuses for Michael Darby. But whatever the reason of that is, it's not just like, oh, he's busy and he's not answering the phone. If you're getting this like, the number you're calling, like, that's not just me not picking up the phone. There is some effort being made by Michael Darby to not be reachable, which, you know, as the father of the kids and as the the partner in separation that is being leaked to the press currently is uh, a big fucking problem for Ashley because she's like, okay, now everybody's talking about us. The news is out there. I want to say something. We have this prepared statement that now is questionably relevant anyway, but I feel like at the very least we need to say something. But she, I mean, to her credit, she feels bad about putting it out there without Michael's involvement or approval or anything because this was supposed to be something they were approaching as a unit. And it's like, you know, she doesn't want everyone to demonize Michael, but then it's like the man should be picking up the phone. That's what I have to say about that. Like, if you don't want to be seen as the piece of shit in the situation, then perhaps for once in your life, don't act like the piece of shit in the situation. Not that I think that really would have made a difference. I mean, I think all of us would still be demonizing Michael anyway, because we have been watching uh, seven seasons of this show where he has been the piece of shit in pretty much every situation imaginable. But I think in this specific situation, it's like right now is the moment where you need him to show up and he is not picking up the phone. You're getting the boo-doo-doo. We're sorry. The number you're like, no. 
you no longer, that's no longer your concern. And this came up at BravoCon, which I actually loved the way she handled it. Somebody at one of her like panels or something came up to the microphone and was like, I slept with Michael Darby. And she's like, that's not my business anymore. Like, first of all, she like asked for receipts. He didn't have receipts. And it's like, okay, what are you doing? You're like a stunt queen just trying to have a moment. But also she's like, we're not together. It's not my problem. I don't need to know. I don't want to know for the most, I would guess. And also it's just like, what are you trying to do here? You're trying to have your moment with this divorce or separate, sorry, not a divorce. They have to be separated for a year, Virginia law. Haha. Um, like, this is the moment where if you're going to do this together, you have to be doing it together. And Michael is showing you through his actions and his lack of actions and his lack of (laughs) picking up the phone that you are not a unit in this. And, you know, protect your peace, Ashley, protect the babies, do what you got to do, put out the statement you got to put out, make those TikToks, uh, live your best life, slay the Halloween costume as all your fellow Potomac housewives. Like, Ashley, I'm giving you permission in this moment to be free. Fly like a bird, Ashley. Uh, Don't go anywhere. We have an interview with Bali coming up that you don't want to miss. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honey honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. 
Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want. With tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences, every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so excited to be joined by somebody who I have enjoyed on my TV for a long time. We've connected over social media a little bit, but we've never gotten to sit down and chat with each other. Please welcome Bali Chainani from Family Karma. Hi. Hi. It's so good to finally meet you and have like a proper conversation. I know. I'm I'm so excited that Family Karma is back for a third season. I think a lot of people are likewise also excited. How are you feeling going into this third you're back for a third round i mean it's i i say this season after season it's such a pinch me moment that we're even like i can't believe a i'm on tv uh b we get to tell our stories and like three seasons and the first two was like during the pandemic so this one feels like even though it's the third it almost feels like it's brand new all over again because we're able to connect with so many more of you and our fans you know Mm -hmm. because like we can jump on a plane and now give hugs and kisses (laughs) yeah i was thinking back to when your show first premiered and even before that the first sneak peek we ever got of family karma was at BravoCon in 2019 Mm -hmm. you guys weren't there but we saw the trailer and it was like what is this show? <laughs> Who are these people? This, you know, trying you're trying to get in the door and it's locked. <laughs> it's very like the outfit. It was at BravoCon. Yeah, yeah, and so you just recently were at BravoCon this year, and it feels very full circle. Announcing the third season, the trailer coming out, all of you guys being there to meet people. What was that BravoCon experience like for you? The BravoCon experience, like I keep saying to people, like if I literally, God forbid, if I died tomorrow, I'm good. I'm good. Like, like if my Bravo life like ended yesterday, I'm good because that BravoCon was just so epic. Again, being able to like, we've lived in our five, 10 mile radius these past two seasons because of the pandemic. So, you know, we've we're like high-fiving each other, but like life is as normal as normal can be. Nobody's like, Bali, while I'm checking my mail. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I feel like that's a, it's a double-edged sword for people to be yelling while you're checking the mail, you oh, know. <laughs> God, fantastic. So to just like to connect and talk to people and meet people. I mean, I went into BravoCon being really, really nervous because uh, I was like, we haven't been on people's televisions for over 18 months now. We hadn't seen a sneak peek yet. We hadn't seen a trailer yet. We hadn't seen a teaser. So we saw the teaser like you saw the teaser at the same time. Um, And I'm like, we're going to go into BravoCon and people are going to be like, hey, did this group of kids lose their way to the Indian wedding that's next door? Because... Um, so it was so amazing to like just connect with people that knew us and loved the show. It was, it was just so, so awesome. Yeah. I do think your, your show coming out, you, I mean, obviously you filmed it before the pandemic, that first season, but then it's, it premiered right around the time that everything was shutting down. So maybe there wasn't a lot of 
events happening or, you know, people connecting in person. But I do think on in terms of social media and people just being stuck at home, I, I know that was one of those shows where I was like, everybody is bored out of their minds. Watch this show. It's it's fun. It's fresh. And season two felt kind of similar. I definitely more of my friends started watching it. And it feels like now to come back for season three, you have these two big weddings that everyone, everyone has been like, when are they getting married? We want to see it. It's all happening. And this, I mean, the trailer for this season fully is just like, welcome to wedding, wedding fantasy land. Really? Um, no, definitely. Like we, like you said, we filmed season one prior to the pandemic. So, um, but because it was just such a new experience to all of us, we didn't really even, I'm not sure. And I speak for myself. I'm not sure I even enjoyed the experience as much as I should have. Cause you just don't know what the end result is going to be. You don't know what, you know, you don't know what the product is going to look like or what we were doing. Um, and we, aired season one episode one aired march 8th 2020 and like by the 15th the world had and i think we were expecting for the indians in america to watch but because everybody was stuck at home with no you know live sports or live uh award shows people were just what they were looking for something light and feel good because everybody was just panicked and chicken little about what the world was gonna you know the world what was gonna happen in the world so I think we spoke to a larger audience than we anticipated um season two is a complete blur because we filmed that during the pandemic and couldn't go anywhere so this season it's like like the weddings are fantastic you know we get to like live our proper Bollywood dream season three and can't wait for all of you to just come along for the ride. I remember when um, when Vishal and Richa's wedding was happening in Mexico, whenever, whenever that was, people were looking on social media because there hadn't been any official announcement that you guys were doing a third season and people were, you know, zooming into the picture being like, that looks like a camera. <laughs> I think something's being filmed. <laughs> and it, <laughs> And it, we see it in the premiere. And I mean, it's just like larger than life in the best way. It really, even just being there. And again, you know, as as um, as a group of friends and as family, really, we kind of were like, okay, so do we not post on social media because we're filming? But, you know, I think all of us like collectively were like, we're here, we're in the moment. Like you can't, you can't get these moments back. We can't post six months down the road. And expect to have that same emotion um so we were just like you know what it is what it is let's just we're here we're family let's just enjoy the gorgeousness that was the wedding you're like i worked too hard on my outfits for this weekend not to be getting some instagram engagement because of it <laughs> i'm really not that great with the phone like right now literally I, my airpods are in i don't know why they're not working so i'm supposed <laughs> to like post these oh, how many months later? <laughs> Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Speaking of the outfits, you guys at the Andes Legends Ball, as a cast, you all decided to wear Indian outfits and you guys looked amazing. It made such an impact. I felt like there were so many people on stage and for you guys to all walk in together in those outfits. Talk about that decision and kind of what that felt like to represent on that stage. Oh, God, I just got chills. That's, again, one of those moments that um, I'll never forget. We, I know that it was me. I know that I decided that I... I made a collective decision this past season that, um, and by collective, I mean with me, myself, and I, that I was going to support our South Asian designers and brands. You know, we have this platform, we're telling the story, and um, it, it, it goes beyond just us. And we there's such a craftsmanship and talent behind what we wear, what we eat, what we listen to. And with shows like Bridgerton and Game of Thrones and stuff, people don't realize those costumes and those dresses are getting made like in India. The craftsmanship is coming out of India. So I was very privy to supporting my South Asian brand. So even going into BravoCon, um, I was like, I want the world and this group of fabulous people to see that like an Indian outfit is not just about wearing a sari. You can wear a dress, you can wear a suit, all of it. You know, it's, it's like the talent is global when it comes to our Indian designer. As far as Andy's Legends Ball is concerned, I send a shout out to the group saying, listen, this is the one, like when we all got our itinerary, this is the one thing that we're going to be doing together. After this, we're here, there and everywhere. I would love to wear Indian, but I don't want to look like I'm going in costume if everybody else is like all suited and booted. Not to mention, what the fuck am I going up against Beverly Hills and Potomac and like age? Like, like nobody's looking at this little slum dog walking in 18 months later. <laughs> I just think it's a good idea to put ourselves out there, get noticed. Uh, and Amrit was on it. Like we were all just it like, Everybody was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was awesome. It just worked out really well. And I think we killed it. You did. You did kill it. I'm curious. So you said like, you know, that was the one time you were together as a group. Obviously, on this show, we've now seen your friend group kind of evolve over the course of a few years. What has it been like 
doing this experience of the show now over three seasons with these people that you've known for a long time prior? Like, how has that changed your relationships, do you find? Um, I mean, as you see on the show, like I literally, I, I say it all the time. I wish they would throw a script at us because you can't make some of this shit up. It's, it's real. So what you see is exactly what you get, you know, and like every friend circle, you, you've got your shit and you've got your good, really high moments. And obviously this past season, there's a lot of highs with the weddings and celebrations. And then, you know, there's, there's some speed bumps and there's some lows, but, um, it just, it's, it's just a revolving door. You know, we have good days, we have bad days. And most of the time we're just pretty assholics to each other, <laughs> just assholes with each other. Like, you know, we're just always shooting the shit, you know, um, giving Brian a hard time, age shaming me, you know what I mean? Like, we're just a normal friends group. And uh, being that I'm the eldest, I try to be the mature, like, voice of reason. It doesn't always work that way. But, you know, we always have each other's back. It's important. Yeah. And I think also on your show, it's it's pretty unique how you have the multiple generations that are really involved and everybody really knows each other. And so, you know, just because two of you might not be getting along, then that can have a different impact with people to people's mothers. And, you know, the whole like auntie vibe is just it makes it so much more complicated when people have disagreements and when there are things happening in the group. It's mortifying. It really is mortifying because we do kind of bridge that gap of all generations. So uh, what we say, what we do, how we address each other, what we're wearing, how we're behaving, it really does like trickle down to like our families and our siblings and, you know, our my kid. And um, we're super mindful of each other. But at the, ta- at the same time, we know that we're we're you know, in this for the long haul as as far as telling our stories on Family Karma is concerned. So we just stay authentic. We just stay authentic. And thankfully, we've got like really great support systems with our families where they're like, listen, you can't shock us anymore with your behavior, Polly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What what has it been like having, uh, you know, your boyfriend O'Malley and your daughter kind of around during this whole experience? Have they ever been like, what are we doing here? Like, what, what, what has that been like? Um, that's an interesting question because Anishka is my toughest and hardest critic. Like I say, I, and I'm, I say this to nauseam, like Twitter doesn't scare me because Anishka is scarier than Twitter. You know what I mean? Like she is my toughest critic and I've slowly but surely realized not to be so sensitive about it. She's really just, her delivery is really poor, but in essence, she's helping me. Um, and because she's 21 and sassy, she's always like, well, what am I doing here? Why? But loves it. <laughs> Doesn't miss a beat or an outfit or a pair of lashes. Loves it. Um, and O'Malley just loves it. Poor guy is just so awkward because he's just awkward. And, you know, he's <laughs> full-blown adult. <laughs> And just so classy about most things. And he's just awkward, but loves it. And he's, they're both super supportive. Yeah. But definitely like rolls her eyes, like whatever, mom, but please loves it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I feel like when you're signing up for an experience like this, especially as you said, that first year, you didn't really know what you were getting yourself into. Having that support system must mm-hmm. be so crucial because these relationships that are your friends or are your close people in your life, you have to have that on camera, you know, so the tension might, those might not always be the people that you can text to vent about what you normally would. At all. Uh, you, you really can't because you have to just be super vocal and real and authentic as far as, you know, conversations are concerned because we want to be relatable and uh, we want all of you to to witness everything that we're going through in real time. So it's really hard to have those conversations. And yeah, season one was particularly tough because for me that's watched Bravo for years and years before I was on it, the only thing I knew was the Housewives franchise. And I was like, okay, that's scary because A, I will like get one tight slap from my mom and every auntie if I like have reactions similar to some of these women that I'm obsessed with, uh, to our, like our shit is light. Like I get nervous if I call somebody a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, you know, the, the initial conversations were tough. And I mean, after seeing how well received we were and how gracefully we were telling our stories, um, I think the conversations just became easier and the support became bigger. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think, you know, not every show, obviously you want to have, uh, you know, interesting stories and you want to have tension happening in any kind of reality show environment, but not every show needs to be, you know, screaming at a dinner party and throwing drinks in the face. Like there can be different sort of wavelengths that really work. And for your group, I think bringing in the families, bringing in the, you know, showing off the cultural elements and all of that stuff, it really makes it feel like a full kind of experience of a of a show and of a culture and a group of people. So it's not just like, okay, we hang out and we fight. Right. Well, good. I'm glad you said that. Thank you for saying that. And I'm glad that's being like... um I'm glad that's what you are all receiving because that's really how it's like for us. You know what I mean? We just celebrated Diwali, our Indian New Year last week. And it was just three or four days after we came back from BravoCon. We're exhausted. We're talked out. We're tapped out. And there we are partying like one big family. And like, it was amazing because nobody, when we're together, as far as the community and all the families get together, is like, oh, how's the show? How's Bra? You're just normal. We're just normal people, you know? Mm-hmm. Just speaking of relationships this year, I know going into this season, you have been, you know, kind of a dynamic duo with Anisha since season one. And you guys are in a little bit of a strange place going into this year. She's had some life changes that nobody seems to know about. What was it like approaching this season of filming, knowing that things were a little different between you two? Um, Truthfully, I was not phased by it. I mean, I miss, miss her, you know, I miss her all the time. I miss, um, hanging out with her as often as we used to, but I wasn't apprehensive or anything. I was just like, okay, I haven't seen her in a bit. Hopefully she'll fill me in and hopefully she's happy. And we're not going to be like scratching each other's eyes out because she's going to probably drink too much and crash on my sofa. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You're like, I don't want to burn a bridge when we are going to be spending all this time together. But 
you know. And again, it's a wedding. So it wasn't like we had planned like a date night or a weekend away where it was just the two of us. It was going to be like from the minute you get to the wedding, it's fun, 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 debauchery, 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 like no time off. It's bathing, breakfast outfit, bathing suit, wedding outfit. You know what I mean? Like we're literally going back to the room to shower, get dressed for each other. <laughs> I'm exhausted just thinking about it, but you guys make it look like a lot of fun. So yeah. so I was actually excited to see her because we hadn't been in that environment for a minute. So I was excited to catch up with her and kind of figure out, hey, you good? You good? We good? Awesome. Let's go because I need help with lashes. <laughs> That's the energy we all should take into our lives. Um, you got to have somebody to help with the lashes. Before we go, I just want, I know you're a Bravo fan and a Housewives fan. And I feel like it would be fun at some point to get a little bit of Bali on like an ultimate girls trip type of vibe. I'm curious to get some, throw it out in the universe. What kind of names would you like to see on a trip like that with you from the Bravo universe? Oh my God. Uh, well, I'm all about like I was having a meltdown the other day I'm like why is the ultimate girls trip only the housewives like hello um Sutton because I think she's really fantastic and I think it would be fun to hang out with her because she's so proper and southern and I'm trying to be really proper and southern in Louisville so I (laughs) love Um, I want to be with Sutton. I want to be with Paige because she is also like in that I've got to be really cutesy for Charleston, but I'm really fabulous. And like, she's so much younger and fab. So I'd love Sutton. Uh, I mean, Sutton and Paige, I would love Dorit cause I'm obsessed. Um, I, uh, love me some Sonia Morgan. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm Sonia Morgan. I love Dolores. Um, and I'm not going to lie, like the entire crew of Salt Lake City. Those women are so fun. Okay. Well, you have love put out a... Oh my, oh my God. <laughs> You've put out a good little group into the universe. I feel like maybe give it like one more season of Girls Trip and we could see some some mixing it up of the shows. <laughs> hi, Fendi. Hi, baby. Hi, mm-hmm. hi. Hi. She lost her right eye while I was at um, BravoCon. Oh, my gosh. Does she have little Halloween bows on her ears? She's got, like, holiday, like, Thanksgiving, like, fall bows. <laughs> I love when we get a pet appearance on the podcast. That's always, always a pleasure. No longer has a right eye. So she's just, like, my flirty pirate forever. Aww. So totally, girls trip down with, like, Whitney, Sutton, Dolores, all of them. Sonia, do it. Amazing. Well, Bali, thank you so much for chatting with me today. I'm so excited for everyone to see season three of Family Karma. It's going to be on Sunday nights on Bravo. Um, So make sure not to miss it. And thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And I'm going to have fun with you in New York soon. Of course. I can't wait. Thank you, Bali. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. 
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.